Welcome in episode 150. What's right with Nick Wright? Jam back show schedule release in the NFL comes out officially later today. Details already slowly trickling out, including the inexplicable decision to have the Detroit Lions open the season in Kansas City against the defending champion Chiefs. We will get to that. We will get to tonight's massive NBA games. And of course, the Lakers lost last night. I'm sure that is where we will start the show. But before I bring Dior in, let me discuss what is not on today's show. Not making the cut for today's show. The Knicks survived despite a late heat run. Tiger will not be playing in the PGA Championship as he's having ankle surgery. And I wasn't invited to our technical ace Victor's birthday party. Victor, I got to tell you, man, this is a terrible move by you. And here's why. I am the perfect person to invite to weddings and birthday parties. Not true. What What do you mean not true? No, but go ahead. Well, no, no you want to. Okay. Here's why. I'm 95% not to show up and 100% to send an awesome gift. That is exact. I thread the needle perfectly of who you should want to invite to a wedding or a birthday. You're, I'm probably not going to be there and I'll definitely send you something. But you blew that, Vic. I don't, I mean, I don't. I mean, it's just a terrible job by you, my friend. I'm sorry. The, the, if, if you want to defend he yourself. Seem like he regrets it that much. Go I get it. Go ahead, Vic. Noted. Exactly. Why do you disagree with me, Dior, before we start the show? You're not the biggest party. party exactly. Guy. Exactly. You don't have to worry about me showing up, and I'll send you something awesome. Like, isn't that what everyone wants out of their party guests? Nice present them and they don't show up. Yeah, I mean most people don't actually want to hang out with other people. That like that that's the Yeah, like why would you have a party if you just didn't Well, hang you know out what? Here's the thing. We all say, "Oh, a party sounds great." And yet if you tell people almost no matter the age, once they get, you know, to seniors in high school or later, oh yeah, yeah I'm going to have this awesome party. By the way, no alcohol is going to be served. No one's coming. Because people, even when they're like, oh, yeah, I want to have a party, what they really want to do is, you know, get somewhat inebriated or make some poor decisions. And so the party itself is not the draw. The drinking without potential consequences or guilt is the draw. Like, oh, man, there was a big party last night, so you can't be held accountable. So I'm just saying I'm just the honest person. Yeah, I probably don't want to go to the party, but I'll send you a nice gift. All right, I filibustered long enough. The Lakers lost. We got to talk about it. Go ahead. So Lonnie Walker was unable to carry the Lakers to victory mm-hmm. last night. I warned you on Tuesday that the Warriors were coming for their 3-1 revenge from 2016. Mm-hmm. Are you getting nervous yet? Not nervous at all, with a caveat surrounding Anthony Davis, obviously. So slightly nervous. Well, Anthony Davis got elbowed in the head in this game. It appeared he suffered a concussion. The Lakers are now being cagey about whether or not he did or did not suffer a concussion. And we're going to get the injury report later today. If he gets put in concussion protocol, 
it's almost impossible to clear the protocol by Friday's Game 6. That would be devastating for the Lakers. No Anthony Davis and blowing the 3-1 lead is absolutely on the board of potential outcomes. Now, I'll more say to Anthony Davis and on concussion protocol in a moment. First, though, about last night. Nothing about last night was surprising. I am now. Forget that stupid corgi that's going viral. I am a documented 11 for 11 in correctly picking the winner of every single Lakers playoff game, including last night when I picked the Golden I'm sorry, when I picked the Golden State Warriors. The Warriors were not going to lose three straight. They were not going to be eliminated at home, and the Lakers were just by nature going to relax a bit because they knew they had game six at home waiting for them. But you got to win the game six, and I believe they will win the game six. I even believe they could win the game six if Anthony Davis doesn't play. It would take a throwback LeBron performance, but when we say throwback, we don't mean throwback to 2018. I mean throwback to mid-January. The month of January, LeBron averaged 35 points per game. Now, that's before he injured his foot, and he has not looked quite the same since then. But I wouldn't give the Lakers a 0% chance of winning a home playoff game against the league's worst road team, even if AD is out. But it does drastically change the math on the series. And I'll talk about what happened in last night's game pre-Anthony Davis injury in a second. But first, I want to have an honest, give you my honest thoughts on the NBA when it comes to concussion protocol. And this is not about Anthony Davis. This is something I have said publicly and privately before. It's not a very popular opinion, but my job isn't necessarily to be popular, it's to be honest. Totally understand why football needs a strict and distinct concussion protocol. I get that. Hockey, sure. Those sports makes all the sense in the world. Basketball, in my opinion, is a little different. Why? It's still the same health for the players, though. But the risk of suffering another concussion is so much lower. Exponentially well, lower. Well, yeah, but also, like, I feel like... I guess so, yeah. I mean, the it, it is almost impossible. it was really strict with volleyball, too. And like well, volleyball's one... Like oh, sure. So volleyball's... And I wasn't... I was including, like, the major American no, pro I'm sports. No, I'm just saying, like... Volleyball... A lot of sports have... Soccer... I have a lot of them because either you have in soccer, it's the headers. Because I'm very concussion prone. I get that. Yeah. (laughs) It's in volleyball, it's the trajectory of the ball. Football and hockey, they are physical, violent contact sports. Anyone that plays pro football for any amount of time, it 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 is almost impossible to finish an NFL career, and have never suffered a concussion. NBA guys can go a decade-long career 
and never suffer a concussion. So because the risk profile is so different, I am, and again, I've said this before, this is not about the Lakers, it's not about Anthony Davis. I am okay with if a guy, once he is, here, let me back up a bit. If they think you may have suffered a concussion in that game and they say you cannot return to that game, I'm totally fine with it. Even if the player's like, no, I'm good, I want to go, I want to go, because there is the possibility that they are not of their right mind. They just, they might, they're not seeing clearly, they're not thinking clearly, any of those things. But once we are a day removed, if a player has all his faculties about him and is told in basketball, listen, you suffered a concussion. You're not exhibiting any symptoms. You feel fine. However, if you were to go play and you were to suffer another concussion in such a short window of time, the damage could be terrible. I am okay with that player saying, I hear you. I understand that. I am choosing to play. Just like I'm okay with rock climbers. They say, oh my goodness, this is incredibly dangerous. And it says, okay, I hear you. I am making the choice. It is trickier in sports where concussions are part and parcel with the sport, almost the cost of doing business. But in basketball, they are so rare that I, it, I am okay, and I know some doctors out there probably hate hearing me say this, and they're, they they vehemently disagree, so be it. I am okay with if somebody says, all right, I understand the cost-benefit analysis. I've done the you know risk profile of this. I am comfortable taking that risk because I want to try to win a championship because I want to keep playing. And so I don't know what's going to happen with Anthony Davis. Now, if he plays... There were some things last night that make me even more optimistic about the Lakers' chances. The Warriors were absolutely lights out from three in the first quarter of that game, and they could not separate. The Lakers had found a way for large parts of that game to score effectively, efficiently, and somewhat easily on that Warriors defense. And it was a three-point game with a minute left in the first half. The very end of the first half was brutal. The Lakers then cut it to seven, cut it to eight, cut it to nine. Then AD goes out with an injury, and the wind is out of the sails. And so... Nothing from yesterday's game makes me feel like, oh, the Warriors solved the problems the Lakers present to them. And I know Steve Kerr has talked about wanting to wear down LeBron and Anthony Davis. Well, that knife cuts both ways because you absolutely run the risk of wearing down Steph Curry, the smallest guy out there that has the ball in his hands all the time. 
And he play, Steph played another 40 minutes last night. Seven-game series in round one. High minutes throughout this series and super high usage. Now, speaking of Steve, the other noteworthy thing about last night's game is the referees basically decided we're going to let them both sides play with reckless abandon. That obviously impacts the Lakers far more than it impacts the Warriors because of their styles of play. And because Draymond, if you give him that latitude, will, to his credit, take as much advantage of it as is possible. I do think Steve Kerr had a little gamesmanship when he was whining about the alleged flopping on what were clear and obvious illegal screens. And I think that he got a very favorable whistle yesterday, but that is part of playoff basketball. Part of playoff basketball is working the refs, setting the narratives, and getting a favorable whistle at home. And so we'll see what it looks like in game six. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess Anthony Davis is gonna play. And if AD plays, the Lakers win. If he doesn't play, it's gonna take a 35, 10, and 10 from LeBron, which would be an epic performance, but that is obviously a lot to ask of a guy in year twenty at age thirty-eight. Next. The Celtics are on the verge of collapse. No amount of DeMonte's tweets can save them now. (laughs) Are the Celtics cooked, or do you think Doc has one more collapse left in him? Well, I don't think the Celtics are cooked, but they're in real trouble. It is in play that the Celtics come back, that Harden has back-to-back brutal games or just one brutal game, that Embiid doesn't play well and the Sixers blow a 3-2 lead. I'm not going to act like this series is over at 3-2. What I will act like is this, though. The the amount of respect the Celtics have gotten, despite not looking great, like truly great, in more than a month, is baffling to me. They are a poorly coached team, that for two straight years has been bad in clutch situations, whose second star in Jalen Brown seems to be going through his own stuff, you don't know if you're going to get start-to-finish good performances from Jason Tatum. In two of the last three games, he's or back-to-back games or two of the last three, I'm not sure, he's the first quarter-plus of the game. He's hasn't made a shot. And Philly, on the other hand, has been the best team in the league from a record standpoint since the middle of December, the best team in the league since the All-Star break. They have the league MVP. Harden has played a few of his best playoff games in years, including two of his best playoff games ever. In this series, they are a deep team, and no one wants to believe in them. It was legitimately surprising to me how many people who voted for Joel Embiid for league MVP did so evidently believing that he was not going to play anything like an MVP once the playoffs started. And 
He was excellent in Game 5. He was very good until the very end of Game 6. And I... Sorry, I'm trying to help your mic, Dior. Uh, and... Or I'm sorry, I had the... Excellent until the very end of Game 4, I should say. But then Al Horford started giving him real trouble. And this is setting up very nicely for Philly. Which, the only team left in the playoffs that has home court over Philly is Boston. So if Philly wins, they have home court in the conference finals against almost assuredly the Heat, maybe the Knicks, but they'd have home court either way. And then home court against anyone that comes out of the West. And Embiid's knee is looking stronger. This is setting up very well for them, which is why... If they were to lose these two games, it is a devastating blow that we talk legacy. Joel Embiid, currently the only MVP in league history to have never made a conference finals. He can change that tonight, but if they lose tonight and then lose a game seven, some tough questions to answer in Philly. Flip side, if the Celtics... Get bounced in round two. Major changes are coming to that team. The head coach probably isn't going to be back. They didn't ever really even want that guy. I mean, that was a kind of break glass in case of emergency situation for their head coach. The Jalen now Jalen Brown made All NBA, so they can give him the super max, but he sure doesn't seem to want to be a Celtic. And for the Celtics. Over the last seven years, when they have had minimal expectations, they have far exceeded them. And when they have had big expectations, they have fallen short. I'll do this off the top of my head, but the Celtics dating back to 2017, they have little Isaiah Thomas, Jalen Brown's a rookie, Jason Tatum's not even there yet, and they find themselves in the conference finals where they, of course, get rolled by LeBron. 2018, big-time expectations. They draft Tatum. They trade for Kyrie. They sign Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward breaks his leg in game one. Kyrie then gets hurt late in the year. Going into the playoffs, they're seemingly without their two best players, minimal expectations. They find themselves in the conference finals again against LeBron, up 3-2. LeBron has two magnificent games, and they lose. But still, everything's looking up. 2019, they are the overwhelming favorites in the Eastern Conference. They flame out in round two, four straight losses to Milwaukee. Kyrie's a disaster. They go nowhere, essentially. So that's two conference finals, 17 and 18. 19 doesn't work out for them. 2020, what was 2020? Oh, and 2020 is, is that the, that's the bubble? You know, I had faith you'd stay under time today. I thought I might, too. But I, I'm now I gotta remember what the Celtics did in 2020 because 2021 they lost to the Nets. 2022 they get all the way to the finals, and then this year they were damn near a pick 'em against the field. 
to win the title two weeks ago, and now they could be home after round two. And significant changes would be on the way if that were to happen. I think it does happen. I think Philly wins tonight. Next. Okay, the Suns are on life support after getting blown out again in Denver. You've always been a Jokic hater, but if he beats KD and Booker, are you officially a Joker guy? Listen, he's been outstanding. And I have not been everyone I've not been a Jokic hater. I have been, kind of been a, a skeptic and I did not think he deserved the two MVPs he won. Haters now oddly, people. had he not won those two MVPs, I would have been okay with him winning this year, but I, he certainly shouldn't win three straight, but he's been awesome. And the Nuggets look really good. I the I I know the Suns are favored tonight. I really like Denver tonight. I think Denver goes to Phoenix and wins. I think Denver is clearly the better team. They are the deeper team. And Phoenix, they were getting nothing out of their bench, so they started playing different bench guys. But you see why Terrence Ross and TJ Warren weren't playing earlier because while they give you a bit of a threat offensively, defensively, they bring nothing to the table, and you can't just play. You can't play competent playoff defense with those guys getting significant minutes. That right now the Suns, not to mention Shamit and others, the Suns are a two-man team. There is not a single player now that Chris Paul's hurt on the Suns, other than Booker and Durant, that would crack the Nuggets rotation. Jokic, is, Jokic, Booker, and Durant are the three best players in this series. The next seven guys are all Nuggets. And that includes DeAndre Ayton, who you've got to think that tonight could be his final game as a son. I like the Nuggets tonight a lot. All right, next. The all-NBA teams dropped last night. Tatum and Brown are both Supermax eligible. And Job being snubbed cost him millions. What were your takeaways? And please don't make this all about LeBron. Okay, so a few takeaways. The jaw thing is crazy. So, Diora, the way NBA contracts work is you can sign a max contract. It's the most they're allowed to pay you. It depends on how old you are. Okay. It gets more the longer you've been in the league. But then there's a super max contract, right? So super max is if you're on a max contract but reach some thresholds, certain number of all NBA teams, league MVP, stuff like that, then they can pay you even more. So Ja's contract that he has already signed would have gone up in value by $39 million Wow! had he been all NBA. And he wasn't all NBA because he missed a few weeks in the middle of the season because he went on IG Live from a strip club with a gun in his hand. So it is not an exaggeration to say that dumbass video cost him 39 million guaranteed dollars. It's crazy. And, you know, he came close. Just, for, just so you guys understand, he finished with out of this so six guards make it six forwards three centers right mm -hmm. he finished seventh amongst guards in voting so first guy out 
for the All-NBA voting. He still could have made it. Like, he wasn't ineligible because of the incident. He just, he missed time, yeah. and so not enough people voted for him. But, so Ja, I mean, Ja, ja cost himself $39 bucks. That is a takeaway. I thought De'Aaron Fox was too low. Uh, he was third team. I didn't like... I Listen, nobody loves Luka more than me. Luka was first team. That was crazy. His team finished in 11th place. Like, I, I don't love that the two first team guards, Shea and Luka, both of their teams missed the playoffs entirely. You guys said, don't make it all about LeBron. Well, I do have to acknowledge this part on LeBron. This is now 19 years in a row he's on an All-NBA team. The next most All-NBA selections from anyone is Duncan, Kobe, and Kareem with 15 each. LeBron's at 19. Bird and Magic combined for 20. LeBron is at 19. And, however, what is interesting is LeBron was got the least amount of votes of anyone that made any of the teams. So he came in 15th out of the 15 guys that make it. The guy who came in 16th, oddly enough, was Anthony Davis. So Anthony Davis, you know, LeBron kind of took AD's All-NBA spot, if you will. He came in 16th, LeBron came in 15th. Nothing else really jumped out at me. I think it is interesting, looking at the playoffs this year, that Booker missed, but it's because he missed time, but he's been unbelievable. Giannis was unanimous, first team, which I found noteworthy. Embiid getting his first ever first team. Giannis, Tatum, and Embiid were pretty clear-cut to me, your three forward spots. The question was the guard spots, and also Damian Lillard, despite Portland's terrible year, he did make it, which ended up costing... You know, some people would have said Josh should have gotten that spot or Jalen Brunson should have gotten that spot. Julius Randle was the one Nick represented. But I think the All-NBA voters actually did a pretty damn good job this year. And Jalen Brown made All-NBA, which does mean he is now super max eligible. All right, take a quick break, come back. We play a game, our game write-ins, and also we discuss the Bob Huggins situation. That's all next. What's right? What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer. With over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros, Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie 
to get all their jobs done well. Welcome back, episode 150. Oh, I didn't even interrupt you that time. Good job. Good welcome back there. Uh, I am going to jump in it. right here. How? Well, sorry. We have an imp- You can do it for the C block, and I won't ruin it. But we have. I, I need to give an important disclaimer here. So we're going to have some fun and play a game in a few minutes. Um, but legendary college basketball coach Bob Huggins uh, has been suspended, had a salary cut a million dollars, and is going to have to go undergo sensitivity training and some other things because he repeatedly uttered the worst homophobic slurs that exists while joking around on what I can only describe as what must be one of the worst radio shows in America. And I was debating how I wanted to discuss this because I think it is actually... There is a larger discussion to be had. But I think it is important to hear exactly what he said in the full context of what he said. So, we are going to play about 45 seconds of Bob Huggins' audio exactly at how it aired on the radio station WLWAM. So there is not going to be any beeps here. So you, there is. this is my full disclaimer that you're going to hear some really awful language and uh, we'll play it here in the next 30 seconds. So if you want to hear the discussion but don't want to hear the language, uh, just come back to us in 90 seconds. And this is also my apology for anybody that is unmoored by hearing this homophobic slur. I am not doing it for shock value or for any reason other than I think it is important to hear it how exactly how it was uttered and then uttered again and hear his and the host's reactions to it. This is a conversation about getting athletes out of the transfer portal. Uh, Huggins alludes to sex toys having been thrown on the court during a game. And here's the audio from WLW. Let's play it. I tell you what, any any school that can throw rubber penises on the floor and then say they didn't do it, <laughs> by God, they can get away with anything. <laughs> I, 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 rubber penis. Was this I like think a that trans- was it's a crosstown shootout. Wasn't I think it? it was transgender night, wasn't it? What? Was that it? It was a, it was a crosstown shootout. Yeah, no, what it was was all those... Those, those Catholic <laughs> right, <next one. laughs> All right. They, 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 were, they were envious they didn't have one. <laughs> well, Steve, your comments about Bob Huggins. Is he the best? He's the, he's the best. Okay. So, just blatant, unmitigated hate speech. Yeah. With a little from one of the hosts transphobia dropped in there for, for no, like no reason for no like reason like i mean just, just, just a total non sequitur right and then everybody yucking it up everybody laughing and right after he said it the like moment of silence and like that awkward laugh moment 
because they like didn't know what to do. But at the same time, it's kind of like. But then they immediately said he, Hugs exactly. is the best. Exactly. Hugs is the oh, he speaks his mind, tells it like it is. He's the best. So there's a few branches of this tree. The first one is this. Him not being fired for this is horrifying. So, just the other day, there was a baseball game in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And did you see this, Diora? The I Negro heard about League. It. Okay, so baseball game in Kansas City, an announcer says, had an amazing time today, ate Arthur Bryant, and got a tour. And he didn't say Negro League Museum, he said the N word, League Museum. Oh, wow. That, to me, is far different than this. Because that, so I the reason I bring that up is, I am not saying there are certain things that no matter the context, no matter anything, if you say it, you're axed, you're done. The N-word is probably the most hurtful word in the English language. Because there is some, eh, what's the word? I don't want to say plausible deniability, but it is not as 100% cut and dry, this was intentional to hurt people. Yeah. That I am not, I, 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 I didn't even put it on the show. I'm not saying that guy should be fired. Bob Kendrick, my very good friend. Bob Kendrick, who runs the Negro League Museum in Kansas City, who gave that man a tour, came out with a statement saying, I heard it, it's incredibly unfortunate, uh, but I, I come from a place of forgiveness and grace, and I think we should you know, give that there. I, I would want more information on something like that. Talk to the guy's colleagues. Does he use racist language a lot? Is there a reason to believe that maybe it was truly just a slip of the tongue? Those things. This is not that. And this isn't, and this There's is no where. Way he can deny anything. Well, no. And, and this is where, to me, the conversation's interesting. Because if he had been fired, that is not cancel culture. That is accountability. That is there being repercussions for your actions and your choices. And we have gotten to a dangerous place where I feel like in certain quarters, there is the feeling that we are the pendulum. I think some people feel like the pendulum swung too far in the PC direction. That everyone's worried about pronouns and you're not supposed to say, like I'm going to use the generic examples people use. You're not supposed to say homeless. You're supposed to say temporarily unhoused and these things. that People feel like it swung too far that way the language police. And now, I think people feel like we're, not only is it swinging back to an equilibrium, but it's going to swing further to where I can... Too many things are reverting to the way that they were well, and, years ago. And I would say worse. I would say in many ways reverting worse to where it is a far more 
meaner spirited. They're in the, the pre PC culture, if you will, there was a lot of things that were said flippantly that now would be viewed as very offensive. But it was not always said with intent to hurt yeah, I, or dehumanize. I Just real quick here, on the, uh, I want to finish this point, then we can have the discussion. Bob Huggins there, twice. No, this, and also, this is not, oh my God, you know, Bob Huggins caught on audio was having a private conversation. Someone was recording it. He didn't know it. He's on the radio representing a public university where his job is to help shape and mold young people. And he twice says the F word, the homophobic slur F word, in the way it is intended to be used, if you will, which is to try to emasculate or demean gay men. He's talking about people throwing sex toys on the court and then calls them Catholic bleeps. And the fact that West Virginia believes they can get away with not firing him is to me a bit of a canary in the coal mine of folks are going to continue to try to push these lines and just say bleep you the power has shifted we will do and say what we want and I am not the guy that calls for firings or tries to gin up. But the, there needs to be some kind of punishment or it's just going to keep happening. Over there and over there has to be accountability for obvious black and white things. And we, and I'm not going to go go through the, straw men of what about free speech because anyone with half a brain knows the free speech free is speech a and hate speech well well no well here's the well, thing I not necessarily technically isn't but, but no but free speech simply means that bob huggins can't be arrested for what he says yeah. all that free speech means is the government cannot penalize or imprison you for what you say as long as it is not inciting violence that is free speech free speech is not freedom of consequences for anything you say and the idea that you could be he's the highest or second highest paid public employee in the state of west virginia the only person who makes more is the head football coach the idea that you could be the public facing face of any major company in America say that and not lose your gig for it is unnerving to me and so and listen I am on live television 
10 hours a week. I do this live. Trust me, I am always anxious about the fact that it takes one bad moment to potentially wreck everything I've worked for my entire life. But this wasn't a bad moment. This was an intentional punchline of a joke said twice. This wasn't a... Whoopsies. Uh, I, right. It wasn't a mistake. He said it, it with his chest. Like, he... It was, it was to elicit the exact response he got. Giggles from those clowns. And... And... If people think I'm being too hard on the radio hosts, I did live radio for a decade. I absolutely had people that had come on the show, be it callers or guests, multiple times that said wildly out of line things. It is your job in that moment. You're like, hey, that's not okay. A hundred percent. It is your job in that moment to stand on what's right no pun intended and it's not always easy and it's not always fun and there are certain times where you can it's you know what they said was kind of inappropriate but not something you wouldn't have said but it's not a big enough deal that you're going to you know you're going to you know stop down the interview this was as bad as it gets. Go ahead. And also, like, when when I was looking at the video, I was looking at the comments and people were like, imagine losing a million dollars for saying a word. But it's also, like, things like that. It's like saying the word and then just... Because you said he's the highest paid, correct? Mm -hmm. So losing a million dollars to him, it's is he still the highest paid? Well, second highest paid, and yes, uh, for public employees in the state of West Virginia. I, and I'm I'm sure this isn't going to make him just stop no, doing well, it. That's and the, the thing. Well, listen, the, sin, I, people roll their eyes at sensitivity training. If he actually does sensitivity training, believe it or not, can really work. I think most people that throw around that slur, the F word slur. The moment they go to a seminar or something and hear the first-hand accounts from multiple gay men about how this was what I heard being yelled at me when I was in junior high school and high school getting beat up, this was what was was said while people were attacking me because of who I am, which is talk to any gay man you know above the age of 30 and ask them if that word has been hurled at them in the midst of physical violence. My guess is 8 out of 10 are going to tell you yes. If you have any type of conscience... Hearing that can change your behavior. But that does not mean there should not be true repercussions for that behavior. And when people are like, oh, losing a million dollars for a word. Guys, 
words are, for the vast majority of us, the most powerful thing we have. Most of us do not fight, do not shoot, do not stab. The most, the, the most powerful vehicle we have to cause joy or pain in another human being, for the vast majority of us, is our words, the messages we send, and the idea that, oh, you shouldn't lose your job, then what the should you lose your job for? And if you're West Virginia, and this is the tricky part, you are setting yourself up to be such a laughingstock because here's the fact of the matter. If West Virginia, when he comes back from his suspension, loses 10 straight basketball games, he will be fired. So don't act like there's nothing you'll fire him for. And here's the other thing. If he used, in the same type of joking manner, whatever it is, the N-word there, he would have been fired, I believe. Because can't effectively coach college basketball, and everybody knows you're a racist. But because West Virginia determined, we, do we do we think we have... Any gay guys on the team? Do like, we think no, this is... it doesn't affect anyone. The, the, right. Like, it's not going to affect his ability to recruit. That's what it's not think. Right. The, and so it is because he singled out a marginalized group that West Virginia decided was not important enough to what he does to have a real, real significant impact. And, and by the way... I'll say this. I'm 38 years old, okay? I graduated high school in 2003. I was in college 03 to 07. Absolutely, I have on my record throwing around gay and even that word while joking with my high school buddies, and probably, if I'm being honest, my college buddies. And I can't, I can say as a different time, wasn't that different of a time 20 years ago. Not something I'm proud of, but I became more aware of the impact of it, grew up, matured, and not anywhere in my vernacular. Bob Huggins is a 60-something-year-old grown-ass man doing this publicly for laughs. It's shameful behavior. All right, you want to try to have some fun before we get to listener questions and comments? Yeah. Look, Let's look turn the I page. <laughs> what game are we playing? Oh, you got the whiteboards? I got the whiteboards. Wow. Demonte always stunk at the whiteboards. Oh, look. Look at what do you look at first of all, look at the image. Diora wrote something nice on our whiteboards. It says 
Let's play a game of write-ins. Thank you, Scoot. Uh, all right, let me have the marker, and then go ahead and ask the first question. Okay. Your SB cha- champion. Super Bowl. SB means Super Bowl. <laughs> go ahead. Like, I can't. Goodness, uh-huh. okay. Your Super Bowl champion Chiefs will open the season on Thursday night at home against the Lions. The spread should be blank. All right, I'm going to... Should be... Uh, will be this. It should be nine and a half. It will be seven and a half. And I wonder, you know what? I said it will be. I wonder if that line is out. Now that there's, let me just see if they, if they gave us the, in a, if the line's anywhere. Uh, so I, oh, six and a half. Oh, the disrespect! Already disrespecting the Chiefs! Six and a half? Okay, let's lay the wood right now. Six and a half? Give me a break. So on a neutral site, the Chiefs are only three and a half points better than the Lions and Jared Goff? Give me a break. All right, next. The Chiefs also have a big game on New Year's Eve against the Bengals. Your excuse for Mahomes losing to Burrow this year will be... Okay, the, guys... You're supposed to write it on the whiteboard, actually. Oh, sorry. So, yeah. Thanks. You're right. My excuse for Mahomes losing to Burrow... First of all, I do believe the last time they played, Mahomes won. And won in the game. But my excuse for Mahomes losing to Burrow, I wrote on the whiteboard, in slash A, meaning not applicable, because he's not going to lose to him. Chiefs might not lose this year. 20 and O's on the board. Are you writing an answer as well, Diora? I was, actually. Oh, okay, like, go ahead. What's your answer? I said, because you weren't there to cheer him on, your best friend, you know? Oh, my buddy. No, I won't be there. It's New Year's Eve. Uh, that game, the line, I'm now seeing all these lines. The Chiefs-Bengals line is only three and a half. More disrespect. I can't believe. Did folks not see the Chiefs win the Super Bowl in a rebuilding year? Next. Okay, rumor has it Aaron Rodgers and the Jets could have could have up to six primetime games. By week blank, you will be sick and tired of the Jets. Mm, okay. I'm going to give them until week 12. He said week one. Week one, you're already <laughs> tired of the Jets? Um, I don't think the Rodgers thing's going to work great. I think they'll be fine, but... Since they have set the expectations at Super Bowl, uh, I I'm not I'm not a believer, and I think they are going to be oversaturated early. And Rodgers last year started the year off slow. I don't really trust Nat Hackett. I I don't love Robert Sala. There's a lot with the Jets that I just don't believe in. All right, next, Diora. Okay, your Jags have two games in London planned. The Brits had their coronation this past weekend. Are they in store for another? By week blank, the prince will will actually be whoa. The prince will actually be in the royal family. All right, well done on the English accent. That's first of all. Sorry that your mic's giving you trouble. Uh The Jags are going to be good. Trevor Lawrence is going to be excellent. So I'm going to say by the Divisional round. He'll actually be 
in the royal family because if he follows up last year's playoff performance of the four-touchdown comeback and then playing hard against the Chiefs, but with another good playoff performance, people are going to have to recognize that I was right about him all along. All right, next. There is a new game day added to the NFL schedule this year. The Jets and Dolphins will be facing off on Black Friday. Black Friday Black Friday football is... All right, my answer to that is, and then we can get yours in a moment, risky. And Why do you say one. that? Because I think the NFL is playing a dangerous game here. That I think that, okay, so Thanksgiving, we're used to there being football. And then they added a third game, a night game, and people were okay with it. They are now doing a Christmas Day triple header. They are putting football. In, on, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Isn't Black Friday the day after Thanksgiving? Christmas? Thanksgiving. The day after Thanksgiving. Isn't there two Black Fridays though? No, the the one everybody talks about is the day after Thanksgiving okay. when everything goes on sale, um, and beginning of shopping season. They're now adding a football game on Black Friday. There are folks whose spouses don't love how much football they watch. And the more days you try to gobble up, the reason I'm saying it's risky is you risk alienating some of your audience because what will happen is it's going to, ah, I can't go, NFL's on. Right now, I think, you know, if you're in a relationship and you love football and your significant other doesn't, they understand, okay, Sundays during the fall, plus Monday nights and now Thursday nights. If all of a sudden it's like and Christmas and Black Friday and the day after Thanksgiving, there there's a saturation limit where the significant other says, no, you're missing the game. We're going wherever we're going, to the in-laws, to do shopping, whatever it is. And the reason that is risky is because the moment you break the seal of you can miss games. All of a sudden, it might be like, oh, I was able to watch highlights. I, Oh, that was okay. It stops being such definite appointment viewing. You've got to be locked in all Sunday. Well, honey, you missed last week and you were fine. Why can't we go do something this week? So I think, you know, Mark Cuban said years ago, about the NFL, that pigs get fat and hogs get slaughtered, and that they're being risky in how much content, like how many days on the calendar they're trying to eat up. I agree with that. I think a Christmas triple header and a Black Friday game will be temporarily exciting and potentially a bad long-term business move. Um, all right, next. Last year, you were the only person on earth who was in on the Jaguars. Nice call. And your 2023 version of the Jaguars will be blank. I put three question marks. I don't know that yet. I'm going to be totally honest with you guys. I haven't done my full NFL season prep yet. A, because the draft just finished. And B, because of playoff basketball. So I don't have an answer to that question yet. And I don't know if there will be. I, I don't know that there will be a team that has a top five quarterback in football that everyone disrespects but me, and then I get to be gloriously correct in the greatest way imaginable. I don't know that's going to happen. All right, next. Okay, next one. J.J. Redick 
um, took an interview with the Raptors for their head coaching job because this worked out so well with Steve Nash and the Nets. J.J. Redick would be a blank head coach. I mean, I, I'll, I'll try to be nice here. J.J. Redick would be a fine head coach. I, But here's the thing. What, you put whack? Yeah. He'd I be did. a whack head coach? That's exactly what I um, I... JJ, I, I, I wish him the best. I find some of his criticisms and critiques on of sports television while he's on sports television to be somewhat irritating. Clearly his passion is, you know, diagramming the best way to counter floppy action. So I wish him the best. I hope he gets the gig. All right, uh, and last, what's the last one? Congratulations, you made it to 150 shows. And that seems like sort of a milestone, right? Your favorite movement moment of the first 150 shows was? Well, this one's hard because there's so many of my favorite. Uh, uh, so I, I I can't write them all down, but I'm I'm thinking of them right now. So the the most significant moment was the Lil Wayne interview, the Deanna yawning compilation. When she hosted with me in LA was outstanding. Your mom's first appearance, where she says, "My heart's beating out of my body," that that line uh, is an all timer. Demonze, like learning how sports betting worked, and then having real NFL gambling takes, and you. Last week, when we were going back and forth on stuff, those are my five favorite moments. So I don't have a singular favorite moment, but those are my five favorite moments. Uh, what did you write? Go ahead. When we talked about Dexter. That's your favorite moment. Yeah, that was mine with you. The 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 Dexter Westminster stuff. That was fun going back and forth. All right, quick break. Read your listener questions next. What's right? Warmer, sunnier days are approaching, so fuel up for them with Factor's No Prep, No Mess Meals. Factor will help you meet your wellness goals just in time for summer, thanks to a vast menu of chef-crafted, never-frozen meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. These fresh meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Variety? They have that. Factor has 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. Working on wellness goals? Factor has you covered with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust. How do they taste? They're delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious, and delicious options. What about quality? Each Factor meal is restaurant quality with premium ingredients like filet mignon, blackened salmon, and shrimp. So start spending less time in the kitchen now because you don't have to shop, prep, cook, or clean up. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. What are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com slash nickwright50 and use code nickwright50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code nickwright50 at factormeals.com slash nickwright50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. 
Welcome back. Episode 150. Next, we're going to um, answer your listener questions. First question is DJ Sobish said, Nick, you are cordially invited to our Vegas wedding on July 23rd. Say, listen, I need an official paper invite. Send it. I'll, I'll send you something to register. Can I come? What? I want to go. You want to go? You want to be my date to this guy's wedding? I wasn't. At, didn't I just say I don't actually go to these things? But it. it <laughs> I me. had to cough too. It is Vegas. DJ, send me the invite. I'll send you something. Go ahead next. Dalton Pope said, Nick, sorry. <laughs> You're okay? Said, so, Nick, how do you feel about seeing everyone go crazy about the Corgi picking? the correct game so far while you've done the same thing and no one else seems to care Lakers and six. Yeah. Listen, I will say I, you know, this is my wife always tells me, she's like, you need a publicist. All these people in your field that get newspaper articles and stories written about them or whatever that no. And I was like, this is not my thing. I I've never understood the, such and such just signed a new contract and it's worth X amount of dollars. Like, why are you leaking that? Who does that benefit? And I, I've just never been big on that. With that said, how many games do I need to pick the winner of correctly in a row before somebody writes something? Somebody should have written something last year about my 50 to 1 Super Bowl exacta coming down to the final weekend of the NFL playoffs. Somebody maybe should write something about my Lakers 50 to 1 pick that I gave out on this show that right in, that before tip off yesterday was down to 4 to 1 and now it's at 6 to 1. And I mean I have on television before every single Lakers playoff game said who was going to win and it's not like I'm simply saying every time the Lakers, I've picked correctly when they were going to win, when they were going to lose for 11 games in a row. So I don't know. All right, next. Okay. Sorry. You're Lawrence fine. said, hey, Nick, big fan from Africa, Zimbabwe. Love the show. Oh, love hearing that. That might be our first listener that's ever chimed in from the African continent. That's fantastic. All right, next. Truth Bear said, Nick, how do you justify SGA being the first team All-NBA if he's never even made the playoffs or had a winning record as a team's best player. I Listen, I, I wouldn't. I agree with you. I I think I had on my first team All-NBA, Steph and De'Aaron Fox. Uh, SGA should have been All-NBA, but he and Luka being first team, I thought was very curious given the fact that their teams missed the postseason entirely. All right, next. Okay. Chris Lazo said, what are your five favorite sneakers to wear i i mean sneakers wise i basically just wear jordans and lebrons and some air force ones that's it dior's wearing are those your mom's yeah you, you've just taken them i've claimed them you've claimed them dior goes how do you know that question wasn't for me oh, oh okay maybe it was oh dior goes what wait i was gonna say dior goes shopping in her mom's closet but the oh. funniest thing that happens with dior and her mother when it comes to clothes is if Diora wants clothes from Trentage, which is where we do this podcast from, her mom makes her pay the retail listed price. It's just bananas. I've just, I've never seen any. I, I I couldn't believe it, but it's what she does. Uh, all right, last one. Um, wait, I'm gonna answer. Oh yeah, my, sorry. My favorite shoes are 
my white Oreo, our white Oreo, um, Jordan fours. I think they are. And then my black Jordan fours. And then my favorite shoes that I have are my Jordan, my Jordan one high top obsidians. Oh, okay. Those are my favorites. All right, good. Dior is a bit of a sneakerhead. Uh, and yeah, no, those are all good ones. All right, last one. Victor says, "Will you come to his birthday bash?" I, not, you know, Victor, it's too little, too late. No, how do you know he's not having another one? Come to my birthday, please. You know, uh, he might be having another one. I guess you just have to send him a gift anyway. He says know? it's in writing. All right, send me the details. Text me the details, Vic. At the very least, I'll send Demonze with uh my pro- with my present. Uh, that that way we'll we'll get it together. All right, good show. Enjoy the NBA playoffs this weekend. Uh, I'm going to be in Sacramento because I booked a trip thinking I was going to be watching Game 7 Lakers-Kings and said the Kings got knocked out. I'm in Sacramento anyway. See you guys there. See you on TV today at 3. What's right? Toodles.